All right. Thank you very much there, Tony, and uh, Donnie there for that update. And we'll continue our discussion as we jump into the world of AI and the, uh, excuse me, the attention economy and how it's evolving. And joining us is Blythe Brumleave, of course, Jacksonville's finest, showing us uh, the best of what we have to come uh, with AI on the way. We're going to talk about a lot of different things here, Blythe, but the first thing that I wanted to ask you coming out of this, obviously, we're talking about how AI has been a big impact in terms of media and marketing and all this stuff. I wanted to ask you if you had seen this the, the social media clip that came out of CBS at the end of the 60-minute show on Sunday night, where Scott Pelley said at the end of the show, a disclaimer, that 100% of this program was created by humans. And we're going to probably see more of that from news organizations along those lines. Yeah, so 100%. I, I, I do believe that we will see some kind of disclosure. And you you should really think about it from that disclosure standpoint on what tools you're using in order to help create your content. Uh, I, I kind of, I think that's a little much. I almost think that that's, you know, sort of the, the, the legacy media kind of holding on to everything that they've been doing, you know, the, the kind of process that they've been doing for a long time and avoiding using these tools. And they might not admit it that, you know, some of these things are they're not using in their broadcast now, but I guarantee that they will be using some parts of AI in the future for their broadcast. I mean, it's just an inevitability that, you know, AI has, you know, it, it's very much the buzzword right now, but it also has been around for a while. Jasper.ai, Copy.ai, all of these AI writing tools have been around for years until they didn't really get a lot of the, the mainstream focus until ChatGPT came onto the scene and really made it more of a mainstream. Mostly writers and creatives knew about these tools ahead of time, um, but now you're starting to see more insight um, from a lot of these legacy media companies that see kind of like the new era of information that we've entered into. And they're probably a little nervous and they're a little scared because it's going to, it's going to sort of shake things up a little bit. And Blythe, as we continue that conversation around how things are evolving, you talk to how it's evolving with the content consumption and really what that looks like as courses went through some changes with the popularization of TikTok throughout the pandemic. And that was kind of seems that there's another transformation coming along. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So, so I just briefly mentioned about the information era that we have entered into. We've sort of been in for, for the last half of the year. But it, there is another side of the coin where a lot of this AI tool, or a lot of these AI tools have come into the market, are, are redefining a lot of the different workflows that we have. One of those big examples is Google. They were a little bit late. I don't want to say late to the game, but late publicly announcing their products. They have been reportedly sitting on different artificial intelligence tools for years, but they did not want to move forward with them because they threatened their core business. And so for a lot of folks who do not know, Google their parent company, Alphabet, 60% of their revenue comes from search. And using these different AI tools, it has it is very much so going to disrupt that entire search market. And so when you think about that, you know, 90% of the search market share belongs to Google and 60% of their revenue comes from search, they have almost been pulled kicking and screaming into this new sort of AI evolution. And that's partly because Microsoft and ChatGPT have this partnership 
have had this investment relationship together. And Microsoft CEO said about four months ago that he wanted to make Google Dance. And at last week's presser for, for Google, they they certainly um, are at the on the dancing floor because a lot of their tools that are coming out, they affect Gmail, they affect Google Docs. Um, they have a new tool called Duet, which is very similar to Microsoft's Copilot that's going to sort of plug into all of your documentation that you may have with all within your internal company. And so it's really going to help take those documents from sort of sitting in the storage abyss and be able to take them and, and be able to create new presentations from them, create new insights from them using your own company data or your own personal data is, is theorized as to where the this market is going as far as AI is concerned. You know, we, we hear a lot of things about, you know, Google's Bard with their, you know, their their chat bot and Microsoft Jet, chat PTT. Of course, we, we hear a lot with that one. But there is a theory that what the future of these large language models look like is that you're going to have your own personal large language model. You're going to have your own personal one for your company, and you're going to use your company's resources and documents and data and, and anything that, that's related to the company or yourself, and they're going to be personalized. So we can kind of maybe avoid some of these extra, I guess, uh, dramatic moments that go on where we're putting a lot of the information from these large language models in the hands of very few people. And so you have very few people that are making these decisions for a large hundreds of millions of users on these different platforms. And so that's why it's theorized that this is, you know, that the large language models are one thing, but then it, what the future kind of looks like is that it's going to be your own personal language model that you're going to be using more so in the next five years. I'm going to be the 45-plus-year-old that's going to ask the slippery slope question. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said not too long ago, it was a really interesting thing, a concept that kind of blew my mind, is that he said search engines are the epitome of confirmation bias. And if you imply, say, for instance, if you take AI and, and like you said, bring Google uh, kicking and screaming into this particular thing and their 60% of their revenue comes from search, you know, how is that going to affect search for the individual now if, as you put in search terms, AI begins to work and, and work towards whatever it is that you want to see on the screen? So it really has changed search a lot. So so TikTok and Instagram and some of these other platforms have been kind of, you know, chipping away a little bit at that 90% market share that Google has. But with this new revolution, it really has changed. For a lot of content marketing, the, what they call the SEOs, the people who focus only on search engine optimization content, their entire strategy has changed because what you were ranking for, what you were trying to rank for first with those first page results, get in the top 10 because you don't want anybody going to page two or page three because majority of people who are searching for an answer to their problem are not finding it on two or three. But the overwhelming majority of searches do not end in a click. It's somewhere, it's estimated around 80% of all searches do not result in a click to the next article. So what is the incentive for these publishers if they're already not getting these clicks to their articles? Why are you creating these articles? And then you're going to have a, a company like ChatGPT or Google be able to display your hard work of your research all within one screen. There's no incentive to click. And so for a lot of SEOs, for a lot of content marketers, you're going to have to adjust your strategy. You're going to have to get better at creating content. You're going to have to not rely on these machines to just magically create these articles for you because 
They're not going to be full of soul. They're not going to be full of nuance. And you can be the person that provides that. You can go in depth with these topics and you can kind of factor your marketing around those frequently asked questions of, of what you are dealing with, what your customers are asking from you. And you can think about what that next question is going to be. So you can have that answer or answered on the Google search results page, but how do you get that visitor to take that next step to not only click on the article, but to want to read more about it? So that's going to be the next challenge for content marketers is to make sure that they set up that journey and, and be able to establish that level of curiosity for folks to not only get an answer to their question, but want to seek out more information. And that's something that right now, the a lot of these chatbots just cannot do. They can help you lead in the right direction, but they're not going to know the nuances and the in-depth information yet. That might be the case in the near future, but that's something that a lot of content marketers are struggling with right now is what do you do with all of the content that you have focused on that just strictly relies on SEO? And that involves a lot of executives, a lot of leaders getting in front of the camera, getting nuanced with their views, going in depth, and then maybe taking that in-depth knowledge from a video format to a transcript and then turning that transcript into a blog post, which ChatGPT and other yeah. tools like that can help with that part of the process, but it's the the first part that's really going to be a struggle, I think, for a lot of companies. Real quick, in 10 seconds, does this mean that we're going to see a lot more clickbait in our searches? Yes, but you will have to know how to d discern it from the real information. Going to have to be an educated person there as well. All right, Blythe Bromley, thanks so much for joining us. It's going to be fascinating to watch over the course of the next decade or so how this is going to fit in. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Moving on, we've got uh, new shows coming up here, Anthony. We've got uh, Fusion that is on the way here as well with uh, Mary O'Connell talking to some of uh, people that have taken uh, Sonar and integrated it in their TMSs. And uh, here's an example of how that's working for one such customer. 